0: welcome to the grow down podcast conversations while following jesus on the old road which leads to new life i'm your host tim hersett thank you for listening on this week's episode, James Busher and I continue our conversation about trees and how they appear in the Bible. If you missed last week's episode, we had a little bit of an intro, a bit of an overview of trees in the Bible, and we heard a poem that James wrote inspired by the tree of life. We tried to answer the question, can you get back to the tree of life? And on this week's episode, we're going to look at literal and figurative uses of trees throughout Scripture. Thanks for tuning in. Now, throughout the Bible, trees, they are they are talked about literally, like as, you know, you hear the reference to the cedars of Lebanon. So talking literally about specific trees. But often, maybe more often, I don't know exactly, but trees are talked about figuratively, Um and so like like the poem you shared, um, there's a lot of symbolism, imagery used. Um, so as a poet and writer, what would you say is significant about the use of both literal and figurative language in scripture when talking about trees?
1: Well, I mean, first, uh, a great piece of, uh, of using specifically the cedars of lebanon is that that it gives you two the chance to write a great song (laughs) um which is a fantastic two song but i mean deeper more importantly uh i think there's so much to pull from uh when using uh figurative language around trees um because there's so much that they can represent um through the seasons as as a tree adapts through the seasons um as, you know, as you referenced earlier, the way that, the way that a seed, um, dies and breaks, uh, to form a new tree, to form a sapling. Um, and all of these kind of these orientations, I think trees are just rich with, uh, with kind of figurative meaning, um, and meaning that reflects, uh, kind of our circumstances in life. So, uh, and especially I think even more so when we think about their age, when we think about their longevity, when we Mm -hmm. think about the fact that, um, right, these trees, these cedars of Lebanon, the the redwoods um, in California, like old growth forest has existed uh, for thousands of years. Some of these trees are like as old or older now than uh then the time between us and jesus walking the earth you know um like they were alive then they are alive now that longevity is is amazing and that connection um to to life i think is just rich with kind of figurative and metaphorical um substance so uh there there are about a million ways that you can pull on the um, the branches of a tree, uh, for, for deeper meaning, if you will.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And one of the more, um, frequently referenced, um, tree passages is it's from the first Psalm in the collection of the Psalms, which is poetry. And I'm just going to read the first three verses of it really quickly. Cause it's the part that, um, reminds me of something significant. So in Psalm one, it says blessed, And so that person being like a tree planted by streams of water, it it's this image that a lot of people like they, they set their life upon, right? They, they go, I want to delight in God's word and spend my days meditating on God's word, so that I will be like a tree, right? Well, I'll bear (laughs) fruit. The leaf won't wither the things I do that they'll prosper. Um, But when I hear that phrase, like a tree planted by streams of water, oftentimes the first image that comes to my mind, it's not figurative, but it's literal. And it's, James, from when we were young, maybe five or six years old, your dad, and I believe it was your Uncle Joel, took us to Glacier National Park to the Trail of the Cedars, Mm -hmm. which it's this beautiful boardwalk along a stream and these humongous cedar trees and you know just the the sense of wonder and awe that as young boys we have and i, I re- distinctly remember there you know we're all like linking hands trying to reach around this humongous tree and mm-hmm. just really i think there were like four or five of us maybe six of us and we could barely reach all the way around this tree um but when i hear tree trees planted by streams of water i think of those and every time i go back there Uh, it brings me back to that. Uh, it's just a beautiful, a beautiful image of what, you know, those, the green, the color of green in that forest is just incredible, right? Mm -hmm. That leaf that does not wither. Um, I love that.
1: Yeah. I think, and I mean, just talking about the trail of the cedars too, of like all along that path, you see the like entire cycle of, uh, of tree life too because one of the things that always that i always remember and that sticks out to me every time i go by is um the fallen trees with their roots like ripped up out of the ground right and you see the the interconnected root system and i mean again we're not going to go super deep into the science there but i mean we're, we're learning more and more about the ways that trees communicate to each other to build a healthy forest that if one tree is dying they will they will shove nutrients out into the soil um, to help other trees and the way that like a dead old log uh, is so vital to a thriving forest. They're they're called nurse logs and they uh, and they provide so much material and and health uh, for the forest around them. And then you see the, the rest of the, these forests thriving. Um, around that. And there's great, there's a fantastic radio lab podcast that dives deep into kind of um, this new science that we understand uh, and that we're learning about uh, the way that these trees communicate and build a connected infrastructure to sustain life um, that is not competitive, that is, uh, that is cooperative and collaborative and in my mind rings true to uh, the way that like the kingdom of God envisions community. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as, as we learn more and as I go back to trail at the cedars and think about those pieces, those things stick out to me as well of this, like, Whoa, what a rich like community of life. This forest is, Mm -hmm. you know,
0: yeah, I, the last time I was up there, I was just blown away that there was a tree, I don't know how many years it had been laying on the ground, decomposing. Mm-hmm. but there were there was a new tree growing on top of the trunk of that tree. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's like, okay, how you know, just how life and death are interwoven through our experience. Mm-hmm. Um, thanks for bringing up that new science as well and that radio lab podcast. Matthew Sleeth, who wrote that book, Reforesting Faith, that I mentioned, he's got this quote talking about, again, the, the literal and the figurative use of trees in the Bible. And this is, this is Matthew Sleeth's words. So this is what he says. They clap their hands, shout for joy, and even argue. What makes this pattern especially odd is that creatures that obviously do communicate, such as fish or birds, are virtually mute in the Bible. Over the thousands of years, people have been reading the Bible. This has been passed off as mere poetry. But in the last two decades, tree scientists have discovered something fascinating about trees. They really do communicate. They count, share resources, and talk with each other using a system dubbed the Wood Wide Web. Now, that's exactly what you were talking about, Um mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, if you're to listen to the Bible Projects podcast, People Are Trees, that one, right, you'll see just how significant this clapping of hands, shouting for joy, arguing uh, the, this centuries old, millennium old uh, wisdom about how trees actually work that comes up throughout the Bible is, is really a fascinating thing. Um, And then also in Isaiah there's this beautiful prophecy. It usually is brought up and read around Advent, looking at looking forward to Christmas time. But um, that the people they are they're like a tree that's cut down. They're a stump, and out of that stump grows a shoot, a new tree, which is this picture of Jesus. Um, and so, any any thoughts on that?
1: Yeah, I mean, I just think it's. I love the way that um, more and more I think we're coming to understand where like science and the texts combine and reinforce each other. Um, And the more we learn about these, uh, the way that the natural world works, I think the more that we can kind of stand in awe and wonder of that creation. And I think the uh, one of the things that, that i love about that um is the way that you know i think sometimes we feel or i always felt when when i was a mountain guide that the the text that like the rocks will cry out um like if we're silent then creation will speak Mm -hmm. to the glory of god um and in my upbringing that always felt like a like a curse like like don't like don't not share who jesus is because then like then the rocks will cry out about it or whatever and it felt like this bad thing but now like the more we know about nature and the more like even some like the calming effects like a forest knows when a person is there and releases these uh these like pheromones almost and that like calm you Uh um like those those things that connect us to nature and the way nature and God's creation responds to us and I think moves us back toward knowing and understanding him is a sincere deep blessing um that that I have come to kind of reframe that context around the rocks crying out um that like this to me now uh that says that like god's creation is so rich with his footsteps so rich with his fingerprints so rich with uh knowledge of who he is that we can take from kind of some of these figurative understandings uh that it is a it is a sincere blessing to be in nature and learn more about who god is through uh through that space and through just being in creation um and so that to me you know is is a huge uh a benefit of like the ways that we've come to understand where science and the texts come together and like and can move us back toward relationship uh with god and understanding of of who he is and and this world he's he's created
0: You've been listening to the Grow Down podcast. Conversations while following Jesus on the old road that leads to new life. Tune in next week as James Buescher and I continue our conversation about trees in the Bible.